This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Uh, not great. Why is that? Rain Because of the rainy weather? I do, yeah, that's that's part of it. I do find that my mood on any given day is directly tied to whether it's a sunny or rainy day. You know, I've noticed that too. And like, I've always had like a bit of that, but like, I think because of the lockdown, which doesn't make sense because I'm inside no matter, no matter what. Um, and we're not under lockdown right now, whatever, just, you know, uh, pandemic don't don't go to bars and stuff don't or do you, unnecessary things. yeah yeah um but i've noticed that because yesterday it was beautiful out and i was like hey good morning sunshine i'm on top of yeah, the world but then, you, then you just sat in your apartment for 10 hours and did work right which is i'm sure is the same thing that you did all day today yeah and but i was like getting so much more done because i was in a good mood and like energized even yeah, though i that's... you know went outside a few times to walk the dog and that was it that's unhealthy right we're not we're <laughs> we're not well right <laughs> no not at all uh i had like a physical recently an online physical uh, which then then guess what they can't call it a physical <laughs> i don't think they did actually i think some lawyer went over it uh but uh my blood pressure was like a little bit high and uh she's like oh has anything like changed in your routine over the last year it's like yeah i, I don't go outside anymore like i don't get even the bare minimum of exercise and she immediately yes tim she a woman. I know you you can't believe things like that, but it's a progressive world now. Well, I know that you also <laughs> troll Zocdoc for the most attractive woman. <laughs> You're like, ah, well, if someone's gonna see me in my underwear, I hope it's a it's a it's a beautiful lady. Yeah. Well, and uh, luckily, what I a did perfect opportunity to. F- force a, a a beautiful woman to to, to see view, me strip down view my nude body well luckily i didn't have to get naked on uh on a zoom call or whatever it wasn't zoom it was something more secure i hope but uh um yeah and she was like oh the, you yeah this is happening to everyone everyone is unhealthy <laughs> you yeah you know try and try and walk more try and get uh you know some basic exercise again I will go through phases of um, try like doing the bare minimum challenge of like 
all right, I'm going to go outside for 15 minutes today, yeah. every day, every single day. I'm going to try to get that get vitamin D. Five days where I go outside. Yeah. Um, and I fail usually. Yeah. This, uh, this um, uh, appointment, I'm coming up on the big 4 0 uh, very soon. And uh, yeah. this particular appointment, too, uh, was depressing in that it was like, uh, Basically, like, uh, you got a plan for what happens if you're, like, dying <laughs> or dead? Like, who gets to make decisions for you and stuff? It's like, oh, I, me. I'll ask me. I'll decide. <laughs> Tom, you're arguably unqualified to make those decisions <laughs> now as a well man. That, that's true. It's like, I don't know, Doc, you decide. I'll, you have power of attorney now. <laughs> you decide if I live or die. Sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, uh, not a cool milestone, Tom. <laughs> yeah. I can say that because I'm approaching. I'm I'm a year behind you. Well, and um, and to be fair, I don't think she brought it up because because I'm almost forty. I think it was more like what happens if you get hit by a bus tomorrow, type thing. Right. But we'll what, see. Were you just like, what do you care? You think yeah. I'm going to get hit by a bus? I, I tell you what, if I get hit by a bus, lady, I'm going to the hospital. I'm not going to call you on <laughs> Zoom. I don't care how pretty you are. <laughs> uh, well, Tim, I'm sorry to hear that that it's uh, uh, the weather's been bumming you out. It's it's the weather, and it's also um, my tooth hurts, and my tooth has hurt for like six months, but like. Six months ago, I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, and uh, now you know I'm not fully vaccinated yet. Well, I am, Tim. I can come over and take a look at it. I told you, you I fixed take... the toilet the other week. <sighs> if I can fix looking... a toilet, think about how much smaller a tooth is than a toilet. It's it all, is. It's all actually... porcelain. <laughs> it's true. It's hey, I would trust you with my teeth. Uh, the last dentist I went to did. Tell me I had a small mouth. Yeah, you won't get any of that gruff from me, Tim. He was, I've got I've he got was, better uh, bedside manner. He was annoyed at me for having a small mouth. He's like, you know, you have a very small mouth. It's like, all right, I don't. Sorry, what do you what do you want me to do about it? Yeah, the give myself a Joker esque smile by cutting the sides of my mouth. Is that what you would like? Now, who's um, the real twisted one? The Joker but or it, the dentist who created the Joker? Mm. Yeah, so I don't want the first thing to be like, yep, all vaxxed up two weeks since my second shot, and now to the <laughs> dentist, yeah. where they're probably going to have to do like a root canal because this pain <laughs> is significant. Yeah. Uh, I, my girlfriend had uh, a similar thing, and like the pain got to the point where it was like, I have to risk it, and, and this is months ago. Uh, and luckily, she did need a root canal, but she was fully prepared to have to have a root canal. Um, yeah. I also brought my, speaking of health, speaking of <laughs> bodies breaking down, I had to bring my uh, dog to the vet just for like a physical. Man, Tim, you think human health care screwed up in this country. <laughs> dog health care is unbelievable. Oh, no. This, well, just... is, this is distressing news. Well, she's fine. Let me let me get that off off the the plate first. I mean, she's a freaking geriatric, Tom. She's older, yeah. Uh, she's eleven now, but uh, but she's in great shape. Seventy seven. Yeah, 
Um, no 77-year-old is in great shape. <laughs> you can be in great shape for being 77. Yeah, so like, but like in in the grand what about scheme of things, Jack she's LaLanne? Fine. She's the Jack, Jack LaLanne of dogs. Jack LaLanne still had like, you know, his skin was still sagging <laughs> off of his bones in an unsettling well, I way. I don't care if your skin. I don't think dogs. I don't think that really happens with dogs. I don't Jack think... LaLanne was like strong and stuff, but you could still kind of <laughs> see through his skin and see his bones. Well, anyway. uh uh, she's fine, but um, man, they they really get you at the vet because they're just like, uh, we could do this test, and they're like, well, should I have that test done? They're like, and they basically go like, well, it depends on if you love your dog or not. Mm. And they just run. Do you have up. insurance for Ginger? No. Everything I've read about dog like or, or pet health insurance, it, it sounds like it's an, just another scam. Oh, like people health insurance? Yeah, where it's like you you can get this, you can pay, and then like if you ever actually need something done, it's, they're not going to cover it. Yeah, I wonder where they learned those tricks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but freaking uh, blood test was so expensive. I should have just taken some of her blood and said it was mine and done a test on it because I get free blood tests with my uh, insurance. <laughs> And, like, it's probably the same test. They don't do a test for, like, let's make sure this isn't dog blood. <laughs> Tom, did they did they test your blood for mange? <laughs> but that's the thing. She didn't need to get tested for mange. She needed to get tested like a normal person would get tested for things. I don't know. I have to go get blood drawn tomorrow now. <sighs> I guess that's the thing, too. When, you, when they do the test, they draw blood. You can't show up with some vials. <laughs> And just say, this is my blood. Uh, this is the blood I would like tested, please. Yeah. I mean, do they have devices like, uh, you know, when people get like a fake. Um, yeah, like for... a fake bladder for like drug tests. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there a way that you can like slip on a thing <laughs> I don't and, think so. and put your dog's blood into the, you know. They like, think it's coming out of your arm, but it's really coming out of a pouch that you've loaded your dog's blood into that is duct taped to your chest or something. So you're you're imagining basically me wearing like uh, swim floaties like a child would have in a pool filled with yes, my filled dog's, with... dog's blood. Uh, yes. And the floaties would be the same color and texture as my skin. Ideally. um I mean, that's a little tough. I think what you would have to do, you'd need to learn a little bit of sleight of hand. Mm. And, you know, when they, you know, take the hit and actually uh, get get the, get the, the have the them do the normal thing. And then you switch out the tubing somehow. Oh, I thought what I was thinking was like right when they were getting ready to, to take the blood, I would say like, what's that over there? And then I would just grab their hand and jam the needle into my... Uh, you know, the, the the floaty. I'll take it from here, Doc. Yeah, hey, I got this. Did I tell you I'm also a doctor? And they don't know. What would happen? Like, if you went to a doctor's office for a checkup and you were like, I'm also a doctor. 
I mean, doctors have to, <laughs> doctors don't just like treat themselves. They, they no, I know, but like they're you know they can't. <laughs> you be know, like... I said that so confidently, but I don't think I've ever considered it before this uh, <laughs> this point. No, that that is true. But I'm saying like if you went into a doc- Dr. Melfi went and saw Peter Bogdanovich on uh, on The Sopranos. Exactly. So. Um, well, I think that's the thing that like psychiatrists and stuff are supposed to uh also see a psychiatrist themselves it's a yeah big, but they're not supposed to tell scheme they're not supposed to tell their psych- psychiatrist about their patients that's true uh, yeah crimes yeah um well now you've made me well now all i'm thinking about is that youtube has started recommending for me uh videos of uh different uh uh people getting whacked off on the sopranos okay uh, why I don't know, but you know, the other day I watched when Tony killed Christopher. Uh, mm. Spoiler alert! Uh, yeah, and then I watched—I uh, forget what other ones it, they it was giving me. All the all the big ones. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with uh, switching out dog blood for regular blood. Oh, what I was saying, Tim. If I went to a doctor and I was like, "Oh, I'm also a doctor," they can't be like, "Oh, well, let me see your badge." You think there's a code word or something? They'd want to see, number one, uh, your license plate that it says MD on it. But if you're like, oh, I took an Uber here, mm-hmm. they're going to want to see that stick with the with, with the with the snake wrapped around it. So bring a stick with a snake wrapped around it is what you're saying. Yeah, but you, you don't get one of those unless you, you're a <laughs> medical doctor. Uh, I think you could probably just be like, oh, yeah, I'm here for a regular checkup. By the way, I'm also a doctor, so, you know, just give me the house rate on all this stuff. Oh, you think it'll be cheaper that way? Yeah, and also, like, you can you can level with me because I'm a doctor. You think <laughs> your doctor's lying to you? I don't know. I'm realizing, too, that if I said that, they would probably just say, like, a bunch of technical terms at me, and then I would walk out of there not sure if I was well or not. <laughs> I mean, isn't that kind of the case uh, as it is? <laughs> Yeah, that pretty much is the case. Like, I feel like every doctor's appointment I have, I walk out of there with them being like, well, you're in tip-top shape. Except for one thing. <laughs> Except for one thing, which is probably fine, but it is a little weird. So that, that let me, But there's nothing to do about it except think about it while you're trying to go to sleep every night. That's the thing. Every time I go to the doctor, I'm I'm always like... Oh, well, there's this concerning thing. And the doctor doesn't even look up from whatever they're doing, playing on their phone or whatever. This is like, I'm sure it's fine, though. Yeah. You're a young, healthy man. It's like, no, I'm neither of those things. <laughs> How yeah. do you, I mean, demonstrably not young. And then healthy, no, that's what we're here to determine. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I've been lucky enough to be healthy up until this point as far as i know but if i'm not healthy we have to like we're supposed to figure out if i'm healthy it's yeah. like a it's like a thing we're doing together right now while you're in the room with me well and tim i know i'm not an actual doctor but uh i do think 38 is too old to have not had hit puberty yet shut up tom
Tom, we're not here to talk about our health or doctors or switching out our own blood for dog's blood. <laughs> well, it might it might uh, come up later in the show for d- entirely different reasons. Yeah, uh, we're here to talk about arcade games, something yeah. near and dear to your heart. Yeah, this is almost like a part two from uh, last week's uh, Man Cave episode because I was all about them arcade games, having an arcade game, uh, having an actual arcade in my... Uh, basement, which then I told uh, you I would give you the keys to, so you could come over if like uh, things got real rough in the middle of the night. Yeah, and I politely declined. <laughs> said play I a few rounds need of the keys. Play a few rounds of asteroids and see if that didn't take care of things. Wouldn't wouldn't need to do that, um, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you this. Yes. First and foremost, um, are our Arcade games completely obsolete at this point? They, for the most part, are. I've been to, I'm trying to remember, I guess maybe like, so there are barcades. You know, we've talked about those on the show before, and people are familiar with the concept of a bar and arcade. Now, those are full of uh, vintage games, usually. Right. But I have seen arcade games... In recent years, I can't remember exactly where, maybe at like an arcade, maybe at like a walking by a Dave and Buster's or something. And hey, D&B, Tom, can I tell you something? Yeah. I've never enjoyed going to a Dave and Buster's. Mm-hmm. Um, I have such a desire that I told you I didn't want to go to the dentist when I get, but I will go to the dentist if afterwards i can go to dave and busters for some reason all i want to do is go to a freaking dave and busters uh i've had lots of fun at dave and busters because i've had two different jobs where we've had like work outings to dave and busters and they've been like uh all right everybody like uh you know come on over here and uh, i got a hundred dollar card for each of you uh to just go nuts today so going to Dave and Buster's on somebody else's dime, that's a lot of fun. Going right. to Dave and Buster's on your own dime, that's when you start being like, it. I, I'm spending too much money here. I, if you spend more than $5, it's too much money. I, see, I disagree. Because yeah. like, if you're there for two hours and you spend like 50 bucks, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, uh, it's 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 not as cheap as a movie but yeah. maybe a 40x or an IMAX movie that's true getting there you... well so I was gonna say the the depressing thing about places like Dave and Buster's now is that modern day arcade games for the most part are now ports of phone games oh so you have like flappy bird the arcade game and uh fruit ninja and cut the rope like all those types of things oh i don't like that i forgot (laughs) about cut the rope though i might re-download cut the rope yeah cut the rope's actually pretty good but um you know that's the one where you cut the rope yeah it's the one where you cut the rope with your finger right you just like that game because you always like to pretend your finger's a knife yeah, and I was never able to cut a rope in the real world. <laughs> um, it's my secret shame. Yeah, it's just like, a, and they all seemingly have, not all, but I've seen ones that seemingly have like gambling type components to them. 
but you know, gambling the same way like a iPhone app gambling, like game where you know it's like loot crates and stuff, loot chests, and you mm. know you're gonna pay money and then you get like an actual physical card from the machine, and it's like, oh, now you can use this card in the machine. I don't, I've, I've never actually played them, so I'm not super familiar with how they work, but they all looked like shit. They all looked like <laughs> simultaneously boring and very confusing. Okay, Tom, uh, are Dave and Buster's open right now? I'm sure in some states. Uh, I'm not sure. Probably they are in New York. I mean, they were, there's indoor dining, so I'm sure that that would apply. You know, there would still be like a uh, cap on how many people, but... Yeah, um, I'll be fully, it'll be two weeks, wait, here, Saturday, May 15th, you and I, Dave and Buster's Times Square. <laughs> I don't. We'll scope it out. Maybe, maybe, I mean. What, Why, what could go wrong? We could lose our shirts, Tim, on these Tom, games. It's a business expense. <laughs> oh, I see, we'll just charge it to the Patreon account. Exactly. Hey, that's what the patrons want. They want us. <laughs> they want us to uh, to have, have a fun and normalcy. Let loose um, once in a while. Okay, before we actually talk about the the arcade games that that you want to talk about, mm-hmm. I just it just occurred to me the paradox of Tom Reynolds. What? Aren't you going to want to hear this? Sure. Have I piqued your interest? Yes. I mean, are you, you... sure you don't want to save this for like a dissertation? I can exp- uh, expand on this. Okay. Um, you like arcades. You mm-hmm. like going to arcades and, and putting your money into arcade games and playing them. Mm-hmm. You hate casinos. Yeah. And you hate going and putting your money into like a slot machine. An arcade game, the ones that you like, you pay for, but there's never any chance of you getting any money or any uh, physical, tangible reward out of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas a casino, there is that. Yeah. Um, but you you love one with all your heart, and you abhor the other. Yeah. Well, I want to put my money in and be entertained. I think is is what my I want that to be its own reward. Have you not played the Wheel of Fortune? I've played slot the machine? Wheel of Fortune. Look, nobody's it's ever got Pat, played. It's got Vanna. It's actually got the goddamn wheel, Tom. I know, but nobody's ever played a modern slot machine and had any idea what's going on. Yeah, until some of us win uh, $2,700. Was that on Wheel of Fortune? Yeah, it was. The, right. wheel, the wheel spun, and yeah. I didn't know what was going on, but then <laughs> all the alarms started going off. Um, but but the the problem with your paradox, Tim, is there's nothing I love, mo- I love more than a good claw machine. Oh, yeah. Again, I think that's you. <laughs> you also claim to be, quote, very good. At claw machines, Tim. Despite I am... having no no bounty of stuffed animals <laughs> or uh, digital watches to show for it, give them to charity. Um, no, I I think I've told this story on the podcast. What charity are looking for stuffed animals from a claw machine? It's a it's a charity that honestly they don't do good work. It's uh, yeah. 
they're helping all the wrong kinds of people and that's why they accept uh shitty things like uh claw machine stuffed animals no i thought i've told this story about uh like um fairly early in in my relationship with my girlfriend uh i was bragging like of course this came up during conversation multiple times how good i am at a claw machine and then finally we were somewhere where they had a claw machine she's like oh look what it is a claw machine like let's see uh buster and i won something on my first token and yeah and it was like oh wow this guy means what he says and says what he means Wow. And that was when she fell in love with me. That seems like a real pickup artist uh, <laughs> scam, right? Where it's like, brag about something yeah. and then surreptitiously put yourself in a position there and rig it to win. And then she'll always think you're telling the truth. And that's when you can really lie Yeah, get what you want. And then you can get away with anything. She was yeah. a little suspicious at first why there was a claw machine in the hallway of my apartment. Uh, but you know, I think just the fun of winning kind of put all those concerns aside. It's a, it's a smooth move, Tom. And Uh, you were wearing that sharp fedora. She was, she was eating (laughs) out of the palm of your hand at that point. Yeah, Tim, I was still peacocking, still out there, peacocking, my brain's out. Have you, what are some of your favorite arcade games? Cause I actually, I'm not talking about. Like, uh, I'm talking about video game arcade games for the most part here. Yeah. Um, I never really liked video game arcade. You bragged to me about a video game arcade achievement uh, not that long ago. Really? Oh, a couple years ago when uh, I finally beat the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game? Yes. Yeah, me and some coworkers were at Barcade. Mm-hmm. I think we wound up putting four hundred dollars <laughs> into it, and there were four of us just furiously mashing the buttons for about I don't know. The whole thing was over in about twelve, thirteen minutes. Um, <laughs> the game's not that long when you have four guys, four drunk guys, really wailing away on it, <laughs> willing to just continuously shovel in any money that it asks for. Yeah, that's always, you know, the the trick with any, I guess not any game, but games like that, like any beat-em-up games, that it really is just, if you want to keep putting money in, you will eventually win and beat this game. Um, I recently played that first uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game on a, um, like an emulator, and uh, that game's very cheap. Like uh, the hits and stuff. Like there are a mm-hmm. lot of hits you can't avoid, uh, which right. uh, is how it made money. Yeah, but you and I, be it at a um, Spaceplex, be it at a Pizza Hut, mm-hmm. be it at a JJ Doodles, mm-hmm. um, if that machine was there, you and I were playing it. Oh, yeah. It was never like, we were never like, Oh, no, that game's too hard, or you can't avoid <laughs> no. the hits. That game, I remember the first time I saw that game, because that game came out very, very soon after the cartoon started. So it right. like came Same thing out... with the Simpsons game, yeah. which was like essentially the same game. It was like yeah. season one of both these shows. Yeah, well, both of those were made by Konami. 
Uh, so uh, I'm not sure if it was like the same team, but it probably was. Um, if it wasn't, they had some redundancy there. (laughs) Let's be honest. Um, yeah, Konami could have been like, hey, guess what? (laughs) Uh, we had the exact same product come from these two different teams. (laughs) Um, yeah, because that Simpsons game has some weirdness in it because it was made so early on that I don't think they gave the, you know, the the team in Japan working on the game much other than like, here's some sound files and here's yeah. some drawings of these characters. Uh, go to town. You, you, you can always tell when something is uh, like really early Simpsons first, like uh, starring the Simpsons and those twins, Sherry and Terry, and Dr. <laughs> Marvin Monroe, everybody's yeah. favorite characters all, on The Simpsons. All the big characters. Um, but yeah, similarly, that anytime as a kid you went somewhere and they had the Ninja Turtles game or The Simpsons game, it was like, I mean, I can't even imagine for like our parents. It must have been like, ah, fuck. <laughs> like when they walked in and saw, because those cabinets were so bright too like the yeah. simpsons one was the the blue sky of springfield like you you couldn't it it had the simpsons color palette um and like the, i guess the ninja Turtles one did to a certain extent too but it there was, was darker just, you could see their eyes peeking out of the sewers yeah there, but there was just no ignoring these these machines if Tom, they were in the building and you were a kid you would see them now that i have um a lot of friends with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that they talk about their kids, Tom. I think uh, our parents walked into a restaurant, you know, mm-hmm. like, because I know they like Pizza Hut and uh, what was that place? The Ground Round. I remember yeah, they, I'm mostly they had thinking about Ground Round because they had Simpsons and Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I think our parents probably walked in there, Tom, and were like, oh, cool. <laughs> I'll give my kids $5. And I can sit down with my spouse and have a conversation for 20 minutes without these two jackasses uh, <laughs> yammering in my <laughs> Screaming. Um, and not me and you. We don't have the same. We're not brothers. <laughs> right, right. But we both but we have each brothers. Have a, we each have a sibling. And uh, yeah, that's um, Yeah, because the ground round, which was ground round. What would? How would you describe that chain, Tim? Um, it was a casual family affair, but, um, they had popcorn on the table, uh, and, uh, some, uh, the, the parents can get steaks if they wanted to, but it was more of kind of, they were probably going to get a burger. Yeah. Um, and, um, here's what it was in the eighties and early nineties on Tuesday nights, I think, mm-hmm. um, you come with your kid. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> they put your kid on a scale. <laughs> they weigh your child for everyone to see. <laughs> And you only had to pay one cent for every pound your child weighs for their for their meal. Yeah, uh, what a what an innovative idea to to you know <laughs> charge your kids by the by the pound. Um, and it was a way, and you know you got your kid weighed for free. That was uh, you know back back in the late eighties, early nineties. Scales were expensive. Not everybody had a home scale. Sometimes you had to take your kid to ground round. Or, you know, the doctors um, uh, nickel and diming you. You're just like, hey, guess what? Skip the weigh-in. Yeah. I got this printout from the ground round. I got this receipt. Look. Only cost me 68 cents. Why did the... Yeah. 
Like, why even bother with all that? Why not just be like, uh, you know what? Uh, every Tuesday, kids eat for a dollar fifty. <laughs> why go through the trouble of weighing a child? And be like, well, no, you're not seventy pounds. You're sixty eight pounds, and we're gonna save two pennies here. It's fun. They also had helium balloons. They would give you. Yeah. It's a great place. They really, they looked out for kids. And they had, I forgot, they had like a separate bar that like I never went into. Or no, I I remember going in there because that's where you'd have to go to get change sometimes. Yeah. If the change machine wasn't working. And then they had like, they had like one of those maybe like love testers in there. And I remember always thinking like, oh, there's a hidden video game in here. And it was like, oh no, it's just some weird 80s bar game to i don't who know was, flirt with women or something for that i don't know i'm thinking it was all about like all those like 80s machines that were meant for co- coin operated machines that were meant for bars were just there for like flirting purposes of like hey yeah let's let's go take the love meter test together let's let's see what it says or, or the the strength test. Let me show you how hard well, I can stre- grip. Hey, the strength tenth was cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. I guess you're right. How else you're supposed to show how strong you are? Uh, I would. I mean, when I was by the time I was dating, the you know they didn't have that kind of thing, so I would have to try and lift my date over my head. To prove how strong I was. And you're right. Things back in the 80s were a little more elegant in that regard. This episode of The Complete Guide to Everything is sponsored by BetterHelp. Tim, you ever ever have something you really need to get off your chest? Constantly, Tom. Constantly? You're just walking around. You want to... Tell people you hate them or you love them or you uh, you know where the treasure is buried. Interesting you went negative first, but yeah, no, I, there's I a lot of things. love second, and then the treasure, that's also The positive. treasure is the, is the wild card. We, it could be good or it could be bad. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start affecting us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Uh, as everybody knows, we're, we're big, uh, proponents of therapy on this podcast. Love uh, it. Uh, we, we, we think it's, uh, something anyone can, uh, can benefit from. It's not just, uh, people who have been through traumatic experiences or going through a rough patch. Uh, even if you're doing good, maybe you can do better. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Complete Guide today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Complete Guide. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tim, I want to talk to you about some of uh, this. Well, I'll probably burn through all the stories, but uh, uh, so it can't be a reoccurring segment on the show. But uh, Tom's arcade memories, some of the, the fondest <laughs> memories I have at arcades and honestly, some not so fond memories. Tom, let me ask you a question. Why do you think this would be a recurring segment and not just something we talk about on the arcade episode? I don't know, because maybe... How is this relevant to any other episode, your arcade? Why not burn them all now? That's what the episode's (laughs) about. Maybe people are going to I don't want to tell all my hot dog stories on the hot dogs (laughs) episode, because uh, I might want to talk, you know, uh, if we're talking about uh, sports cars, I might want to talk about hot dogs. Well, look, if the, if this segment really picks up steam, then maybe I'm just going to have to get back out there and start hitting the arcades again. Come up with some new stories. Tom, I want I want to make new stories. May 15th, Saturday, Dave <laughs> and Buster's Times Square. Um so I have a few. I'll start off with the bad ones. First, I remember, do you remember uh the the Bayshore Mall? That had the arcade, and it was like the scummiest place on earth, and you had to go down a long carpeted hallway. The entire hallway was carpeted, not just the floor. I remember I was not allowed in that arcade. Yeah, um, I was not I allowed no on my own. I had no desire to. They also had, what was the Chuck E. Cheese ripoff? Oh, uh, uh, Rockabilly, whatever. Yeah, um... Yeah, Showtime, the Showtime. Showtime. Yeah. Showtime Pizza. They had one um, at that mall. And that's what I, all I cared about. And my <laughs> parents never brought me there either. I only went to that mall to go to like the Sears or whatever that was there. Yeah. Uh, but when my parents didn't want to drive the extra five minutes to the better mall. <laughs> yeah. That, that was always like the sketchy mall. And this is in the 80s before like malls all got sketchy um but i do remember that this is old enough that this actually predated like change machines there was an actual arcade operator that would walk around with uh with like the the belt thing with quarters very cool (laughs) yeah uh but because that place was sketchy uh i remember as a kid getting a uh christmas gift stolen while I was playing a game, like I had left the bag on like the side of the arcade machine or between my legs or something. What and gift was it? It wasn't, it was like something for my brother, my little brother. It was probably like $10 worth of stuff. But, you know, as a kid, that was like very like, you know, that was probably the first time I had like actually had something like new stolen from me. Yeah. And not like stolen in like a playground way where it's like, oh, I thought this was mine. I went home with it. It was like, no, this was somebody who was like, that's not mine. I'm going to take it. Not like stolen in a playground way, he <laughs> says. <laughs> yeah, no, ten, a $10 item being uh, stolen for like one time. I remember at that same mall time, I had a $5 bill in my hand. And I don't know. I don't know what my plans were at the mall. Mm hmm. But walking in, I was probably six years old, and I was like, well, I have money to spend at the mall, so I better get it out in the parking lot and uh, <laughs> you know? make sure I have it in my hand while I'm uh, yeah. 
and it was really windy and it just blew away. <laughs> and I was devastated for like six weeks after that. It's just like five dollars just down the drain five dollars can you believe it i think we're both probably we didn't know each other at that age but i think we were both probably like similar kids in as far as like losing money or losing something important i think like fuck me up in ways that still affect me to this day (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know what it was and i think i even like you know started crying about it in the parking lot and my dad was probably like oh yeah, it's yeah. five dollars. Whatever, five dollars. Put it, put it in your pot. Here's another five dollars. Just yeah. like, uh, calm down. Everything's gonna be all right. You learned a lesson. Um, I even remember the game I was playing, Tim, it, because it was a bad game. But you'll be interested in uh, a piece of trivia that I just looked up to make sure I was right. I remember this from being like I don't know eight years old. Um, but it was a game called DJ Boy, where it was like a beat 'em up <laughs> game. And do you know DJ boy, DJ boy. Okay. Do you know who the DJ was in this game? DJ AM. No, Tim is none other than Wolfman Jack. Oh, oh, this is a, (laughs) oh, this is a real hip game. (laughs) Yep. It was horrible. Everybody, every, uh, every eight year old in 1989's favorite guy. Well, it was also like, it was also like very obviously like an extremely Japanese game that they like quickly translated and brought over and, you know, otherwise had like a bunch of stuff where it's like, I don't know what this is. Uh, it might have even been one of those games where like there's Japanese, uh, writing in like you know on store signs and stuff and they were like eh whatever that's too hard to fix (laughs) uh but yeah if i was playing something like ninja turtles or the simpsons that would be one thing but i was playing this dumb game that um so you walked around as 1950s radio (laughs) rock and roll (laughs) no you didn't play as wolfman jack he did the voices he, oh. he was like the DJ, uh, the, the, you know, over talking over everything. What was it? Was he narrating the the action? No, the technology wasn't there yet. It was just was like, the hey, I'm Wolfman Jack, and and here's DJ Boy. It was like something like that. Like the game would start, and he'd be like, "I'm Wolfman Jack. Here we go." And that so you didn't even get to play as Wolfman Jack? <laughs> no, Tim, you didn't get to play <laughs> you, as Wolfman you Jack. You must have been devastated. Uh, I thought that the game had something to do with actual Wolfmen, which I think is what attracted me to it in the first place. And I was pretty disappointed that I didn't. Wolfman Jack. Look, I don't want to speak ill of the dead. I assume he's, he's dead. dead? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he sucked, right? I don't know. I have no idea. He sucked. I mean, that. like I said, that game got, got my brother's birthday present stolen. He was a Ninja Turtles figure, of all things. I, mean, I guess he wasn't all that. He was like 50 when that came out, probably. Yeah. Probably, probably made a good chunk of change from that. Yeah. Um, next, I would like to talk about... Um, you know what, Tim, would you rather I stay on Long Island or would you rather I travel overseas? Let's, let's, let's have a little overseas flavor. Okay. Um, 
I like, I don't know, like 10 years ago now went to Japan and went to the arcades there and man, oh man, it was, I don't know, one of the best experiences of my life. It was something that I dreamed about as a kid going to a Japanese arcade and of all things, they had Street Fighter 4, which was like not out yet anywhere and they had it and I was like, man, if... I could tell, you know, the 11 year old version of me, guess what? You're going to be in Japan and they're going to have a Street Fighter game that's not out yet. And you're going to get to play it. He wouldn't believe it. Tom, I often think like, oh, if you told 10 year old Tim this, he'd be real impressed or real excited. 10 year old Tim, like whatever. His, 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 when you were 10 or 11, your imagination wasn't like cool you played a video game <laughs> yeah you'd be like all right and did you get married to kathy ireland or no um the so i played this game tim but not only that i played this game against uh, a japanese man who was there and i beat him and he was so mad that i won it was humiliating i don't think he was allowed back in that arcade because an american uh, came in there and beat him in Street Fighter Four. It was all Tom. You got you got played because you you were just like, oh, cool! I'm freaking king of Japan now because I beat a <laughs> Japanese guy at a video game. I'm gonna stay here and keep shoveling my money into these. No, these I walked away. He wanted to play again, and I walked away. I don't know if you would like or hate Japanese arcades, Tim. You might like them or hate them for the same reason, which is that they're full of, uh, salary men, you know, uh, in suits after work, just chain smoking cigarettes, playing, <laughs> sitting in front of an arcade machine and just playing video games. <laughs> what makes you think I would like that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't particularly care for video games. I don't smoke. Uh, I don't. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know. It was like kind of a cool aesthetic. Yeah, maybe. I'd like know. to see like a, a picture of it. Yeah. Sure. It was. Tom, full... did you take any pictures while you no, were there? No, I didn't take any pictures of the of any of these arcades. I don't know what what I was thinking. I should have taken Tom, a picture with me and the man I defeated. This was like, this was like, what, 2008, probably 2009, maybe. Yeah, probably around there. That was before the ubiquity of uh, iPhones with good cameras. Yes. Yeah, because I had an, well, and that was also, I had an iPhone and that was before iPhones were in Japan, I think. So like my iPhone just didn't work. I thought you were going to say that again. The Japanese people were so uh, humbled by your presence. <laughs> no, that, Tim, uh... there was a guy. I've told this story because I went to a bar and there were like a bunch of Japanese guys like uh, looking at me. All right, Tom, I, I don't endorse any of your, your stories. <laughs> you don't have to. But like finally... Like, I kept looking at them, like, you know, and I'm thinking, like, oh, no. You know, I've seen a lot of uh, 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 movies about the Yakuza, and I'm thinking, wow, we're about to get into a knockdown drag-out fight in the middle of this place. Because um, they were looking at you? Yeah. Because they just kept okay. looking at me. 
And then finally, uh, one of them came over and he was like, do you have an iPhone? And I was like, yeah. And they, they all came over and they were all blown away. And, uh, at the time it was when I worked for Apple and I was like, Oh, I actually work for Apple and I had my business cards with me and I gave them a business card and they lost their minds over that business card. And like, one of the guys just like, Oh, Steve jobs. I think he thought I was Steve jobs. Um, and, uh, what, and I had a great time. Like I, I bought them around to drinks and we all hung out and like, we couldn't really talk about stuff cause I don't speak Japanese and they didn't speak much English, but we all got hammered together and it was a great time. And they were all salary men as well, Tim. Yeah. They tricked some freaking dumb American into buying them drinks all night. Well, that's fine. Fine. Honey, they think I'm Steve jobs cause they're dumb. <laughs> they're just like. <laughs> no, not because they were dumb. Americans it was just because they were round they after were round. Impressed with, uh, or at least pretending to be impressed with uh, very mediocre things about myself. Um, but yeah, so as a result, like I, I don't think I carried my iPhone around much just because it yeah. didn't do anything. So I don't have any real pictures. But that was also I went to Sega Joyopolis. Mm. which is uh, uh, a big Sega-owned arcade slash indoor theme park that Michael Jackson's been to. <laughs> oh, he's, oh, he's been there. <laughs> There's no specific Michael Jackson attraction or anything? No. There's no Michael well, Jackson was, moonwalker? He was still alive at this point, but there was like basically a shrine to like the one time he came there with like mm. pictures and signatures and all that kind of stuff. Um, but that place was also awesome. They had a weird 24 game that I played, uh, that I didn't really understand how it worked. You had to go around and scan things throughout the arcade, but it was all in Japanese. So I didn't know there was a weird prison break thing that was actually more Both of like, these, the TV show prison break. Yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah. Somehow they had to deal with Fox at this arcade, I guess, uh, prison break thing which was kind of like interactive theater. Like there were actors in it and you had to like, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. And you had like, you know, laser guns or something and you had to like escape prison that I loved. Um, Tom, were, were these, were the actors very <laughs> impressed with you because you were American and where they the, were, the they cowboy sh- boots or whatever. They all came out and shook my hand afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> they did. I'm not joking. <laughs> they did all come out and shake my hand afterwards. <sighs> it was an exciting time for everybody, Tim. It was Japan in the in the late aughts. Uh, um, there was also like a crazy. Now you were the first American. Uh, the, these I was these the only American members? in there that I saw. Uh, okay. Me, me, and my girlfriend at the time, we were the only Americans in there. Uh, and, and I, I soon realized why, because everything was in Japanese. There were like very few games that I could actually play. It was the kind of thing where there were, did you play the original version of the Wolfman Jack game? Did you <laughs> no, finally track that down? I, I don't. Well, first off, according to Wikipedia, uh, the, the Japanese version does not feature Wolfman Jack, but, um, no, it's like one of those one of those things where you're like walking around looking at the games and you're like, I don't even 
it's not, oh, I can't figure out how that game works. It's like, I don't know if that's even a game. It's just so confusing looking. Um, you know, just like so much text on the screen and stuff. Like, yeah, you know, I think they had things like ro- like arcade role-playing games where, uh, you know, it like required you to like sit and play it for hours or whatever, mm. and pro- you know, and pay-, and pay accordingly. So that, Tim, that was my journey overseas. Now, now we went from your, some like bad things happening at the mall in Bayshore mm-hmm. to some of the best experiences of your life. To being welcome you, with open arms. as a king. Yeah. Tim, I will still never get over. Like, I would love to, I think, retire in Japan because at the bar, everybody put their pocketbooks up on a hook near the door, and that was fine. Nobody stole pocketbooks. What are you, 90 years old <laughs> saying pocketbooks? Purses. <laughs> and nobody locks up their bikes. I want to take a bike just to teach everybody a lesson that they should lock up their bikes. <laughs> that you're an asshole? <laughs> yeah, teach them all the stereotypes they've heard about America are true. <laughs> so, Tim, that was my experience uh, more or less overseas at, at uh, Japanese arcades. I loved every minute of it. Um, but the memories I have over here, the first one I wanted to bring up actually is a nice segue from Japan because this was a game that I was led to believe was a Japanese exclusive. And it was, this was a Japanese machine that they had imported. And this was the afterburner at Adventureland, And it was a machine that could, that could go. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're saying this with such gravitas. Like this this means anything to anybody. <laughs> it means a lot to me, Tim. <laughs> this machine could could turn 360 degrees. Do you remember this at Adventureland? <laughs> Adventureland was a is is a uh, an amusement park. Yeah. So um, this Farmingdale, Long Island, kind of like. Uh, a, a small market, <laughs> yeah. Great yeah, it's park. like a, a highway side amusement park. Um, Tom, their roller coaster small. doesn't even have any loops in it. No, it's basically like a permanent carnival. Right. It's um, nice. I, I have some fun. Oh yeah, it's, it was fun and like you know living on Long Island. Like, I mean, as a kid, I always thought it was like hours away, and then. Once I learned to drive. <laughs> That's what your parents wanted you to think. <laughs> yeah. And then once I learned to drive and it was like, oh, this is a 15 minute drive away. Why don't I go here all the time? So they had. Um, <laughs> and that's when you, you uh, went every day to Adventureland when you were 18 <laughs> years old. They had. Uh, so Afterburners, like a a jet fighter game. You're, you're flying a jet fighter. But this version, it was a capsule, like a. a a sphere and you would go inside you would get excuse me strapped in you're getting too excited tom (laughs) take a deep breath and this thing could go completely upside down could do complete flips um and it it was i don't remember how much it was but it was like you know ten dollars or something to go on it and they like had to have like a man there to make sure like you didn't fuck around and 
decapitate yourself. And also like all the warnings and stuff were written in Japanese. Um, but I got to ride it twice because, um, like when I was going upside down and stuff, like I, I don't think I even like tried to play the game. I just like wanted to flip upside down. Uh, I let my body go like completely limp, you know, to get the, to get the full effect. And I hit the emergency button by accident, like the emergency stop button. And it ground. <laughs> because you let your body go limp? Yeah. My, my knee hit into it. So the whole thing shut down. And I was like, what? No, I, that was an accident. So they let me do it again. How old were you at the time? 25. <laughs> no, I don't know. I was probably like 12 or 13. Okay, that makes sense. I, yeah. I, I pictured you for some reason like 17 or 18 doing this, which... No, I would have. But um, And I did intentionally hit the emergency button at the end of the second go to see if I could be like, what the hell? It happened again. But they were like, no, it happened with like two seconds left in the thing. You're done. You did it on purpose. Yeah. And we saw you hit it. <laughs> um, but Tim, that brings me to uh, the, the crowning achievement in Long Island arcades, which was in the late 1970s, when a baseball player named Brett Saberhagen opened up a little place called Brett Saberhagen's Hit and Fun. Now, this was a big deal. Brett Saberhagen was a major league ball player. He was a pitcher. I think he won a Cy Young Award at one point. Yeah, maybe. And he moved our moved to our he town. Played, he, he, down... he pitched for the Mets. Yeah, and a number of teams. He was right. Uh, he was he was, a, he he was, was living in New York he won- because he was pitching for the Mets. Yeah, he wasn't some third rate, uh, third stringer or anything. No. He was he was a real guy, and he moved to the rich section of our town, which neither <laughs> of us lived in. Yeah, um, I had always there. heard that he bought uh, Barbara Streisand's old house. Barbara Streisand didn't live in our town. Yeah, that's what I always thought. But anyway. <laughs> You know, it never never occurred to me that we lived in a very small town and I heard that like a million times and I never heard a single tale of like somebody seeing Barbara Streisand. So that makes sense. (laughs) Um, I will say also this guy moved to town and like, I don't know, I was a casual baseball fan. I was never really into sports, but I knew about him because he was on the Mets. Um, but I acted like, uh, like, oh, suddenly I'm a big Brett Saberhagen fan, <laughs> and like my dad came back from like the bakery one Saturday Sunday morning with uh with donuts, and he's like, ah, oh, Brett Saberhagen was at the bakery. I chatted him up. He's a nice guy. And I was mm. like, you met Brett <laughs> Saberhagen? And my dad was like, do you even like? <laughs> yeah, you like, don't, you, like you, you don't have don't a poster. The Mets. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so uh, he moved to our town, and then he was like, I'm going to buy this property that had this depressing bank on it. Yeah. I'm going to knock down the bank, and I'm going to build a batting cage slash arcade mm-hmm. slash family fun center. Yeah, like laser tag, I think they had to. All, yeah. all that nonsense. Man, when that happened, and I think, like, I don't know why. I don't know what was going on in my life. That I didn't know about it until it was like opening. 
And that was the best way to to hear about it as as a giant nerd that was like, hey, they're opening a arcade you can ride your bike to. Tom, do you remember opening night? It was like a yeah. freaking Hollywood premiere. Like anybody <laughs> yep. who was everybody, anybody was there, right? And like there were they had those lights that like uh those spotlights that just went into the sky. And I remember uh a friend of ours, Thomas Gambino, mm-hmm. um, like had like just turned sixteen and was like just old enough to work there. And like he was one of the the first you know people like that welcomed you as you got yeah. in like it was so cool to like have an in there. He'd be yeah, like, oh, it was hey like guys, I know one here. of the arcade operators. Yeah, and uh, it, that was just a magical night. The <laughs> the opening of Brett Saberhagen's hit and fun. Yeah, I can't remember. There were like a bunch of like D list celebrities there, and I wish to God I could remember who who they were. And I also, it's a weird thing that, yeah, it was, it was like a big premiere, like a big grand opening and full of like weird celebrities. But then we were there too, just as like normal kids that could just go to the arcade. Yeah. I mean, it burned brightly because like it started in the late nineties, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, like probably like ninety seven. Well, yeah, I want to say around ninety six, ninety seven. By two thousand five, it was an old age home and continues to be. Like, it's a senior <laughs> residence now. Yeah. Um. Well, I remember because when it opened, it was again as somebody who was a big fan of arcades, it was insane because they had every new game. And every machine was new. It was like everything was state-of-the-art. And that was like right at the peak, actually probably past the peak of like um, arcade machines being demonstrably better than home machines. Right. Like this was around when like PlayStation came out and it was like, oh, now we're almost there. This is pretty close for like I remember they had like some new Tekken game that did look better than anything on PlayStation but not that much better um so this was like a little after arcade's heyday cuz that's what I wanted to talk about too there's there's not much time left now but that <laughs> you, were, you were too busy talking about how <laughs> you were revered in Japan for well, for a multitude of reasons um that in the 80s and 90s early 90s mid 90s arcades were like a glimpse of the future because the the games looked so much better than what was capable on home machines at the time so that was another big where it was like you would play something and be like this is amazing and in I don't know, seven years, I'm going to be able to play something that looks this good at home. Um, so Brett Saberhagen hit the, the tail end of that. Um, and pretty much when they stopped making arcade games, I think. And I also remember one of Brett Saberhagen's other downfalls was that they never got any new games after that opening night. Like, that was it. 
I think for him, he was like, well, the kids are going to come here for the batting cages. Right. And probably also, like, we went all out buying brand new machines for the opening. Now you're telling me if I want to sell this machine that I paid, you know, 10 grand for, I'm only going to get two grand back. No, we're keeping all these machines and we're not going to buy any new machines. So there was just never anything new there. So after a certain point, like you had played everything and you were, I don't know, looking for something new and they just never had anything new. Yeah. Well, I will say, Mm-hmm. That uh, they had ski ball and they had other things that yeah. uh, they had tickets. Uh, bowling as well because my little brother and his friend Pat um, one time uh, decided to run down the lanes and you know dive into the bowling pins and Brett Saberhagen himself appeared out of nowhere to scream at them. <laughs> uh, he was right to do it. Uh, it's a lawsuit. Oh, absolutely. I didn't know. Uh, uh, what were you going to say? I'll, I'll let you finish. Well, one time we won enough tickets to... Uh, Kill a man. Uh, hire hire a hitman. No, uh, to get a uh, Jurassic Park uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex Oh, puppet. yeah. I, that I became remember a stentor, that. Tom. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a pretty cool prize. Did they have food at Brett Saberhagen? I think so. I, I don't understand like i intellectually know that like i spent some time there (laughs) yeah but i have so few memories of actually being there or what happened there yeah and there were just like weird like i'm i'm vaguely remembering where the laser tag was and it was like a weird like trailer inside the building like the building was like a warehouse it was it was a very big building with very high ceilings um, I also found out from research online that um, the well, the building was constructed to resemble Ebbets Field, and that the unnecessary, <laughs> and that the uh, the business was uh, managed by his uh, his then wife Lynn Critelli. And Lynn Critelli is famous from, she was in the group Pajama Party uh, that uh, had a hit song called Yo No Say that I thought for sure I'd never heard of that song or that group. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, I know this song. And yeah, you would, you would probably it. know the song too. But their marriage <laughs> has since ended, I think, because of the stress of running uh, Brett Saberhagen's Hit and Fun for Brett Saberhagen. My brother also claimed that Brett Saberhagen was uh, noti- noticeably drunk when he came downstairs to yell well, at Well, what? I mean, you've already <laughs> disparaged uh, I'm... the fine uh, residents of Japan. Maybe uh, don't also get us a libel lawsuit. Uh, look, I'm just reporting on what I heard. I cannot uh, uh, verify it. Are you are you listening to Yono say right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll wait till we're 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 done. Uh, are we gonna have to do an arcade game? Is this part one? Is what I'm asking. No, I think this 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 is it for right now. I mean, unless <laughs> unless people demand more, we I might... feel like I had a, a lot of notes about like 
arcade culture and specific games. So. All right. Well, maybe it's part one. I do have more Tom, to talk we about. Ta- we, we, this is an hour long show. Mm-hmm. The title was arcade games. We didn't say the words Pac-Man even once. Yeah. And Pac-Man's like a little before our time. I played a lot of Pac-Man. Tom. Oh, I mean, I no, played sorry. it a lot. Miss but, Pac-Man. But we weren't around for like Pac-Mania. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that, like, we don't need first-hand knowledge. We do a lot of research here, Tom. Well, then we do need first-hand knowledge. What do you mean? If we're doing research, I want the research to be hands-on. I want to be there during Pac-Mania. Otherwise, what do I have to say about it? Tim, we'll follow up with part two, and then we'll do part three when me and you triumphantly return to uh, Dave and Buster's on May 15th. Tom, somebody, uh, well, let's do the plugs first. and then uh, If you then like the talk. show, check out tcgt.com. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Instagram at tcgte. Follow us on Twitter at complete guide. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. You follow me at your pal, Tim. If you want to support the show, check out our sponsors. Also check out patreon.com slash complete guide for our Patreon Books the podcast. Uh, we're in the middle of reading. Well, Tim's in the middle of reading A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, and he's telling me all about it on the show. And that's how Books the Podcast works. You get all the back episodes as well. Patreon.com slash complete guide. All right. Yeah, plugs. we got other stuff, too. Okay. Um, <laughs> We've got other stuff, too. You just want to say. <laughs> Yeah, we have other <laughs> stuff too. It's cool. Uh, you know, we got like merch and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. The merch isn't good. Tommy, you know what I want to make? <laughs> what do you mean the merch? Oh, you don't like it because because of the coward astronaut shirt that you Yeah, you put words in my mouth. You claim that I you your story is that I claim that all astronauts are cowards, which I never said. And one day there's going to be an astronaut tragedy and I'm going to look like an You're asshole. You're going to get canceled. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and there's going to be shirts to prove it. And <laughs> I didn't approve these shirts. Well, look, I, I admit, Tim, when the design came back from the designer, I could have not asked for, hey, can you put Tim Says, S-E-Z, <laughs> Uh, a yeah, right above it in so graffiti charming. type. I'd like to make a shirt that um, features my groundbreaking sandwich creation, the Timbo. Oh, um, well, maybe. They, they've actually been asking us uh, for more designs. Okay, well, great. Um, so uh, hang tight. And uh, send me your your uh, your Timbo creation. I feel like uh, I haven't talked about the Timbo a lot. I'm yeah. making a lot of... Um, well, not innovations. Tom, can I tell you something about the Timbo sandwich? Sure. It's the sandwich that will be my legacy. Uh-huh. It's a Texas grilled cheese. toast. Oh, Texas toast. Yeah. Oh, Woo-hoo. that makes a lot of sense. All right. Yeah. Uh, Tom, I'm gonna post some. I'm gonna post some pictures because, like, really caramelized onions and Texas toast, mm-hmm. cheddar cheese. Oh, look, I'm, uh, Timbo 2.0 is coming, and uh, <laughs> maybe we'll we'll we'll. Uh, We'll we'll earmark some time at the beginning of an episode <laughs> to, um, to go over this, it. The dregs here where nobody's listening. Um, but somebody on Patreon said, um, 
what we should do for um, a Patreon series. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we've been doing is between books, the podcast epi- uh, yeah. books, yeah. Um, we've been like doing like a palate cleanser episode. Mm-hmm. Um, one where we like go to New York places and report back. And I think as we're emerging from this yeah. year plus of bullshit, mm-hmm. it would be kind of fun to do like a Tim and Tom take New York and yeah. one week go to, to Dave and Buster's and then another week go to the freaking Empire State Building and, uh, you know, report back on this stuff. Yeah. Tim and Tom take you go to the Manhattan. Oculus. Yeah. It'd be cute. <laughs> it would be cute. We'll have to also uh, hire somebody to film a montage of us <laughs> scampering from place to place. <laughs> Tom, I, I think I think we we often discount how cute the two of us are. It's true. We should. I, we should I hear that more and more. <laughs> as soon as you turn forty, I think we should really <laughs> lean into how your cuteness. Yeah, we should really embrace how cute we can be. Yeah. That'll be very nice and not humiliating at all. <laughs> we'll put a little beanie with a, pro- or a propeller on it, and you'll have a big oversized lolly. You wear short pants. All right. We'll see you next week.